across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys have heard me talk a lot about this program that I'm creating and I basically met with eight of the world's top listing agents and recorded their candid no holds barred interviews with sellers and what they say to a seller, what they don't say to a seller, how they get a listing. We've broken it down into six chapters. It's about 12 hours of video and uh, we're going to be selling it as a course. But up until then, up until the point that it's ready, offering 30 minutes of it that you could watch for free and kind of beta test for me. Tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. So if you want to beta test this and you want to check out some of it for free, the section I'm giving away free is on touching and rapport building. I know that sounds odd, but each of the agents I talked to had ideas of where to touch, like don't touch a guy on his hands. Uh, unless it's a handshake and stuff like that and there's also a bunch of stuff on rapport building you know like what to say and how to find commonality and just all kinds of neat stuff so if you want to watch that you get it for free go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus hybendigital.com backslash r-e-b-u-s and you'll get a free copy of that and let me know what you think of it thanks Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have a guest today from nice and hot Mesa, Arizona. Mr. Kenny Klaus is on the line. Kenny, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Pat, thank you, my friend. I uh, appreciate the opportunity, and, uh, and hello, everyone out there. And uh, yeah, we're in uh, sunny Arizona, uh, Mesa specifically. So yeah, look forward to it, my friend. So, Kenny, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Give us your bio so we can get to know you better. Well, um, so just quickly, I was, uh, well, I'm going into my 17th year of doing this. I was, uh, uh, for those who um, are familiar with the FedEx trucks, I was the FedEx guy for about 13 years and, um, and then kind of transitioned over a course of about four years into real estate part-time until I uh, felt safe that I could, uh, well, I don't think you ever feel safe, but uh, to create the opportunity to get into it, into it full-time. And uh, a lot of what I do today is still based on, uh, believe it or not, the fundamentals of the, uh, the FedEx model or the FedEx system. Um, it just translated to real estate for me and um, started doing that almost day one and have just consistently done that now going into my 17th year. Wow. Wow. So 30 years total, 13 with FedEx, 17 with real estate. Now, do me a favor, elaborate on that. What do you mean? Like, uh, how is delivering packages like selling real estate? Well, I'll, I'll love to share that, obviously, because um, it didn't hit me early on that I was doing that. But when I looked up later, it was like, well, this is what I'm doing. So kind of the FedEx model, if you think about the concept, packages come down, uh, the belt in the morning and all these trucks are backed up to the belt and it's not like the packages come down and couriers just start taking packages 
they take packages that are on their route, that are in their area that they serve. And when you look at that, if every one of them just took a package, um, it would be very inefficient. Their customer service would be pretty inefficient because they wouldn't get to know a client and build a rapport in an area. Uh, every day would be extremely stressful because they wouldn't know, you know, we try to make all right turns if you can, you deliver to the front, to the back, um, all the stress that would go into it. And that was called a swing driver back in the day. And uh, so I think we have a lot of swing realtors out there. Um, well, maybe not, that's maybe not the right terminology, but uh, um, that are just kind of shotgunning, going wherever the, the market's taking them. Where I looked at it and I said, man, I, I was a swing driver and now I have a full-time route and it's like autopilot. I know everybody. I know where to deliver, when to deliver, when to pick up. Um, you build relationships with people who then, you know, if you do make a mistake or you're not perfect, they're a little more forgiving if something's late. And just my efficiencies were through the roof. And when I would go on vacation or be sick or whatever, you know, they couldn't wait till I was back. <laughs> and, and so over time I went, well, you know, do I want to be like that in my real estate business or do I just want to run, you know, my realtor route? Like I just want to run a route and get really good at it, know my product, know my houses, my builders, my neighborhoods, my schools, my local businesses, um, and just have that confidence level that when someone calls me, if I can just focus on this area for the next couple years, and so when I'm out previewing houses or I'm going to kids' events or I'm sponsoring at the school and all this stuff is compounding and growing versus most marketing is done scattered, a little over here, a little over there, a little over there, and it never gets time to you know, kind of build in an area where people, because you're really, you know, I went from having a real estate job to actually owning a real estate business now within my geographic area um, that's repeatable, it's become predictable, um, become kind of the household name, if you will, in that area. And it's because the branding has continued to build um, so they see it. And then as you have successes, then of course the goal is to keep reinvesting into your money, I mean into your business um, through wrapped vehicles, through having an office in the farm now, to you know marketing, to sponsorships, and it just, it's like they go, oh we just see you everywhere. We go to the grocery store, you're at the ad dividers. We go to the game, they've got water bottles. We go, you know, here and you've got the adopt a highway sign. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's truly just building a brand in a geographic area so that when people think real estate, they think you. And we know statistically NAR says somewhere it's debatable, 64 to 68, let's call it somewhere in that range of people only interview one real estate agent and an additional 17% interview two. So if you're not one or two and they don't have someone, the odds of you getting to the table are pretty slim. Uh, and I realize technology is changing some of that and Zillow is changing some of that with reviews and things. But man, it makes farming even more relevant and more important so that you can build relevancy in an area. So if they are checking Zillow, that you've got you know 10 reviews in that area and, and 12 sales. Or I, I can tell you, looking through, if you have that in most areas, you are the local market expert. Mm. Okay, so so how big would you say your your hyper focused farm is? Like your area where everybody knows you? 
Well, I can tell you the only because I teach this stuff now. Um, I couldn't have told you this when I was doing it, but is I started with seventeen hundred homes in one community, okay. and that was in two, in two thousand one. Uh, fast forward to twenty sixteen, we're about twenty one thousand homes um, in two zip codes that we hit every single month and have since two thousand one. And the only reason it's two zip codes is because it was one zip code; it got split. But people are so used to it, we were able to just combo the zip code into into the same newsletter. And I market a little bit differently. I market based on zip code. Um, so our newsletter is like 85209.com, for example, your community connection. And then there's real estate mixed in it. So I try to come from a, 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 a even though it's marketing, come from a community focus so that I make it from the mailbox past the uh the garbage can into the kitchen counter because it's it's relevant and it's locally focused. It's not you know kind of that um, some of those newspapers and stuff where they just plug and play, but the stories are very general. They're not focused to the area. So we kind of come with a two prong approach, kind of that community. Go to eight five two zero nine dot com, but then here's the Kenny Klaus team um, so that they feel safer going there. I think one of the reasons Zillow's been a big hit because it's not Realtor dot com. It's Zillow. It sounds consumer friendly. So that was, I was doing that before Zillow, but it's it's worked well where people feel safe going there um, and they see it month over month. And you know, a lot of times in our business, we're always looking for that next shiny object, that next tool that's going to plug and play and send us leads. And you know, we forget that consistency over time is what builds you know builds a brand. The problem is people will look at consistency as, as boring. Where I look at it is it builds trust over time and really makes everything become more more on autopilot, more systemized, if you will. And we know that systems get results over time if you have a good system. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you, you know, one of his sites, that, 85209, if you didn't write that down, on hybendigital.com backslash Kenny Klaus. And uh, so, so that's amazing. Okay, so, so how many houses did you sell last year, Kenny? Um, last year we did three seventy nine. Sweet. And so, what was your gross commission on that? Uh, two point, just over two point two. Can't be beat. And what's your uh, net profit on that? Uh, we ran about just real close to forty percent last year. Forty percent net profit on so you know you're well right, over a million bucks in your pocket. Right at, right at yeah, right at right right at the million range. Yep, that's great. That's great. And so, how much would you say you're spending on marketing now each month? Um, last year, annual last year was about. And again, there's a lot of little things that aren't maybe factor in there. It was about one hundred eighty thousand. Okay, that's not bad. Fifteen grand a month. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so, what? Ex- and that's including newsletter postage. You know, your Zillow spend, your, um, um, you know, all the other little ancillary things that come up in there. But the newsletter itself, the twenty-one thousand, is about just over about sixty-five hundred a month. And what? Describe that. What is it? Um, that one is an eight-page. Uh, we also do a four-page because now what we've done is um, through expansion we've now um, created routes for other agents within my organization that now run these other zip codes. So we have, you know, 85234, 85297, 85142, and we're getting ready to launch um, another one here uh, in June. But what it's done is started to create opportunities within our organization. And so the newsletter is basically 
you kind of picture like a sheet of paper folded in half. One of them is two sheets of paper, so it creates a booklet with eight pages. And the other one is uh, through EDDM, so there's certain size requirements. But it's basically a little oversized sheet of paper folded in half, which then gives you four pages, a front cover, two inside, and a back. So we do uh, currently, and then we're doing um, Farming Light, I'm calling it, for um, our San Diego business and our um, our one of our new farms here where we're just going real estate related. So I'm kind of beta and um, community in, focused versus just real estate focused. Okay. Um, so, so right now where the jury is out obviously is in your two zip codes where you're currently living. Let me ask you about that in specific. So this thing goes out once a month. It's, yep. a, it's essentially eight pages. It does it have recipes in it. Does it have, you know, what is in it? So it is, um, it is based on, in the big one, the front cover kind of has our sign and kind of what's expected. It has a picture of our moving truck. Inside the front cover has, uh, this last month was community news, so it had events that were going on in the area, a concert, um, about three different events. We actually did a little article on three way, or 11 ways to make spring cleaning a breeze and had kind of some fun stuff. The center was all real estate related, so a market snapshot, um, active listing, sales per month, average price, days on market from 2014, 15, 16. Has shared a little testimonial in there. And then all the recent closed sales for all the different subdivisions grouped individually. That's awesome because that's what people want. That ultimately, that's where they go. That's why it's in the center. We have a, a mortgage ad in there. We have a fundraiser that was at the local golf course for um, a resident that has cancer. So we did a kind of a nice write-up, a story on that. Had a picture of him. And then I do a neighborhood network meeting once a month at a local restaurant. Um, and so we go out and invite local businesses to come to the meeting. I've been doing that almost five years now. Okay, wait a minute. Let me let me stop you right there. So you create a neighborhood network meeting once a month at a restaurant. It says, hey, if you're a business person and you live in this zip code, come out here and let's just trade business cards. It And it's – it. so keep in mind when I call it running my realtor route, part of the concept was – these extra newsletters every month. I think we've got 43 stands right now in different local businesses. So it gives my my agent the opportunity to have to have to go visit those businesses every month, but with a purpose. They're refilling the newsletter, which then creates dialogue, creates conversation. You can shoot a business video to, to post on the Facebook page and the community website. So it makes it very purposeful and you're always giving to receive. You're not asking for real estate business. You're asking Hey, would you like to you know help network with other local businesses and try to keep local dollars in our community? And it's hard for them to ever say, well, no, I don't want to do that. Does it happen on the first time? No, not always. Does it happen the second? No. But by the time you've shown up month three, month four, month five, they start to, again, consistency builds trust. And they start to go, okay, this guy may be on to something. And you start to get, again, your local business. And now once a month, you're leading a group of you know, anywhere from 12 to 25, 30 people that all are interacting with people that are doing business in your community. So if you hmm. get a good good rapport and a good reputation of hard work, out there beating the streets, connecting people, it all comes back around. So, and, you, you, so you have an agent or several agents that go out, let's say, to a local insurance 
office or something like that where another agent of yours hasn't already been and says, hey, can I put this zip code newsletter, you know, stacked in your insurance office, in your waiting room? And by the way, here's my name. And we're having a, a, a get together with all the other local business. Come out and meet some of your other local businesses on this date. And then every month they stop by and they say, hey, you know, thanks for stacking these, whatever. Da, da, da. And the people put them there for free, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and so, yeah, you walk in with some newsletters. The first time is, hey, it's a little community thing we're doing. And some people turn you away. Sometimes you get the wrong person. You know, you just learn over time. But then once you get the stand in, um, you just tell them, hey, it's our little community newsletter. Restaurants are great. Dentist office, you know, uh, insurance. Um, but we've got them in pet stores. I mean, you name it. I mean, wherever the local business is, you know, they're all trying to attract more people and the more people they can meet in the community and that they know you're connected in the community. But again, it all takes time. I mean, it's not, this is not a, uh, um, a get rich quick plan. This is a, uh, a get, get, I hate to use the word rich, but you know, get consistent income in a very inconsistent business for a long period of time. And once you get over that tipping point, um, you know, brand awareness and a brand reliability, the tipping point happens and all of a sudden there's this consistency to it where you can be more predictable in what you're investing in and what you're doing because you know you're going to take, you're going to have 200 listing appointments this year in a geographic area. Now, do you do you provide a box uh, for these businesses or you just lay them down on a shelf? No, it's a little, uh, little acrylic thing. Like we get them at Staples or Office Max or wherever. Just a little acrylic um Holder, then we put you know free community newsletter. We just put that on the front. Mm, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and um, okay, so tell me about your team a little bit, Kenny. So you're doing 370 units. Obviously, you can't do all that by yourself. What's your team look like? Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, no one succeeds alone, right? I mean, re- reality is is that you know we we succeed through others and with others, and so we're. We're right at, uh, I think, 20 on the team right now. Um, so I've got a, um, a Scott who, who basically runs our team. Uh, he has a full-time assistant. And then we have uh, two transaction coordinators, a listing manager. Um, I think it's nine agents that are working on the, uh, the buy side. And then a couple of those also work by while they're building their farms because it's obviously nice to have food with your meals and when you're building a farm it is yeah. it's an investment and then we have a full-time runner who uh, um, you know does all the uh, you know the, the miscellaneous stuff for the team and for the he's a lifesaver and then my wife kind of supports the team from our monthly Popeyes to our move-in buckets to kind of office needs but doesn't necessarily work wait 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 wait, wait 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 okay so so give us some meat and potatoes here monthly Popeyes and something buckets what are those and how can we do them well because again you know the two things that year over year over year are number one and two in my business as far as conversion is database and farming and database historically is number one in everybody's business even if they don't mean to it just it hopefully that's what happens and so you know we've really tried to shift our marketing dollars and our focus to our you know, our top, well, right now we're like 106, but we call them our K-listers, and these are our um, top people that refer the most to us. So um, my wife will make a little Popeye item and pop by, and that was our top 25. 
so she was hand making stuff and delivering it she was kind of running the route now we're doing what we call our K list which is truly an item of value every month um, we did um, you know from obviously like screwdriver sets we did uh, luggage scale we did this last month was a window visor and those get shipped to those people now how many people uh, are getting uh, how many people on your last month 107 uh, a pluses um, that that have re, you know referred or continue to refer and do business with us so anybody that regularly refers business to you makes the k list Yep. And uh, you got 107 on a K, and every month they get a, a, a present from you, essentially. Basically, a, uh, my goal is to take them out of circulation. If I know each one of them statistically <laughs> knows 278 people, I just need to add enough value. Um, you know, And if I add enough value, then I don't give them a reason to go anywhere else. We've yeah. all had the experience where you've mailed a Christmas card, and it came back, and you looked up the address, and they moved, and you're like, well, wait a minute. And if that's your, if that's sorting your database, you've got problems in the future. And so, yeah. um, you know, and it happened to us. And so I went, you know, the people who are best to me, do I want to keep chasing internet leads and feeling like a telemarketer? And I know a lot of people are going to call centers and things, and it's just not my DNA. It's not, we're very relational. And I just thought, you know, we need to, you know, let's take $1,000 a month and set it aside just for our K list. And let's just add value to those people who we love doing business with, like us, and would put their name to us. And right now, we're on track for about $112 million this year, our biggest year ever, and hovering close to that 500 transactions through the first quarter, uh, actually through the first four months. And our database is outperforming our farm as far as closed transactions. Now, I will say with that being said, it gets sourcing leads this many years into farming starts to become a little bit challenging. At the end, I'll be honest, I don't care as long as it's farming and database are my number one and two. Yeah, but because they're going to uh, be like, um, oh, well, you know, they moved to we see them everywhere or right. we heard about them. Well, who referred you? I can't remember. So it just crosses over, right? Well, they you know? started in the database, but I mean, they started in the farm, but now they're database people. But if you track the origin back, you know, they're really there. Gary, Gary Keller said something at family reunion here in Phoenix a couple years ago, two years ago, I think it was. And he said, he who controls the lead source controls the lead. And as simple as that sounds, it, it just, that, that one, out of everything I remember from that family reunion hit me. And I went, we control the lead source. Like I'm not subject to Craigslist or yeah, Zillow, right. Google. We control the consistency, the quantity, the value. Right. And, Price and range. I, Everything. Everything. You know, and, proximity yep, and I, to office, everything. You know, loyalty, I, everything. Yep. And and the only thing I can't control is if there was an REO or a corporate reload. And by the way, I actually have a shot at a lot of the corporate reload. Other than that, every piece of business in the community, other than if they're owner agent, um, you know, we should have a shot at. And because if we truly provide value, most real estate agents, how easy is it, you know, can I just, you know, can you just hit click and send it out for me? They don't want to do kind of the work and people see through it. Uh, I had an agent one time who took my, uh, I have a farming class that, that we have built now because of the amount of calls I get on farming and I can't give 100% to everyone in, in a phone call. 
but you know, he said, man, after taking your class, I get it. I, I know why you've had success over all these years. You haven't been one of these up and down realtors where, you know, if you look in the top list every year where we, we stay in there because we have a business, not a, a market, you know, one hit wonder. But he goes, everything you do is, is authentic. Like you care about the community. And in turn, the community has now cared about you. But it wasn't like, trust me, I'm going to give back to the community or trust me, I'm going to do it. You did it. And in turn, the community has continued to support you. And that was my aha was like, you know, all of this hard work has truly paid off. And guess what? Now we keep our foot on the gas and we refine and we we stay consistent, but we keep looking for how do we take more market share? What's net? You never get comfortable. Um, it's always growth. It's what can we do next? And because there is cutting edge technology, there is things that need to be integrated. But by the way, I'm not sitting here, Pat, trying to tell anyone to just send a newsletter and 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 they're going to have a big business. All the things that you can still do in your daily activities, door knocking, um, you know, open houses, expired, canceled, FISBO. Think about those calls, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'm the first to raise my hand. We never focused on expired or canceled. We get calls, and they go, oh, we listed with someone else, but we want to go with you now. We should have went with you in the beginning. We are just now, because my business got to the point where it was so automatic that I had to step out of production so that I can have someone running my route, but that now our focus is let's start calling expired. Let's start because by the way when you call and they see the Kenny Klaus team on their caller ID or they out of the 30 other realtors that have called them, mm. they recognize us. Yeah, because right. They're brand. There are by the way my magnets probably on their fridge because we send out 36,000 magnets every year Holy to all dirt. these farms. And so they're on their fridges. What's the magnet say? Uh, just it's just one like a three by four, you know, magnet Kenny Klaus team. Just just, just know, a rectangle basically. Just like yeah, a business card. I made the mistake of making bigger ones one time. We had a lender partner on it. The the, the small ones are nice because I can throw them in my handwritten notes, and we're big handwritten note teams, so uh, they work out where all year you're sending those out. But my point is that you know you still can. I mean, imagine door knocking mm-hmm. and having a handful of your extra newsletters and going, hey. Just wanted to make sure you got a copy of our little community newsletter um, or even just our community market updates versus, hey, you don't know anything about buying or selling in this area or whatever all the other door knocking scripts are. You're actually giving them something of value and the conversations are a lot softer because you've already, you've kind of already, you know, you got, and like everything we do is embroidered, right? So, I mean, our shirts, um, our logo is on everything. And that comes back to, you know, I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and worked at FedEx for 13 years. So when I got into real estate, I had to yeah. learn how to dress myself. Like I had to dress <laughs> myself. Everything was, everything was always uniform. You, you know, were institutionalized for sure. Right? Yeah. Either the yellow, the gold, or the blue shirt with the navy slacks, and that's what you went to right. school. And, yeah. and at FedEx, I put my uniform on every day. And so we basically have that same concept. You know, everyone is slacks and, and shirts, embroidered logo, and it's just kind of become our uniform. I mean, obviously the shirts aren't all the same. I've thought about going to that, but, you know, everyone has their own style. Yeah, it's it. branding, right? You're the but, brand master. You're the farm master, and and it's working for you. Now talk to me about your recent uh, removal from production. Uh, was that hard for you, and what are you teaching uh, your listing agents uh, to do in your place? Well, extremely. I mean, I had a, you know, 
letting go of the buyers back then was a big deal, but it became a necessity. And um, so kind of that same trade-off, but the guy who came over, Corey, to take over kind of my route, um, we spent six months together before he um, started doing the appointments solely and, um, you know, all of them. And, uh, and so he does all your listing appointments, both zip codes. Well, so, so that went on for about 18 months, 14 months, something like that. And what's happened is our business has grown, um, so much outside the farm that it became, um, you know, when you're doing that kind of volume that he was just taking listings kind of back where I was. And so, um, actually, um, as of this last month, um, he stepped out of that role. And my brother, who's been on the team for 14 years as our listing manager, has stepped into that role for just those two zip codes. So that's all he's working. So what is he? So he does what, like 20, 20, 30? How, how many listings does he do a month? Well, our, our, our goal on the farm, the specific two zip codes is 15 a month. Um, last year, we averaged 18 a month. Uh, and that's listed, not appointments. That's actually on the market. Um, and so we started to see a little bit of a, a fall off because, you know, Corey's, you know, he did his net or his side of it was just under 30 million last year of the team volume that he was involved in. And so, um, what happened is he's just starting to take, come list me stuff and not really able to have the time to nurture all the home value requests, uh, nurture, you know, the people who weren't ready to list right away. And so we're lasering that back down. So he actually went, we actually started a new farm with him where he lives a couple miles from here. So he actually now has his own smaller farm and then he's doing the, uh, listings, the listings outside of the main farm. And then, so how many people do you have that go out and take the come list me's and you know, that sort of thing? Um, it depends. We've regionalized it now as of, as of this month. So there's regions. So, um, like Steve has one region, Suzanne has a region, Travis has a region, Craig has the main farm, Corey gets kind of everything else and the farm he's so doing. So, so your, your buyer agents are listing agents, it must be. We're, we're, we're transitioning. We, we've, I've never um, kind of followed the KW model of buyer or listing agent. We tried it, and there is some value to it, but um, I just I want opportunity for everyone to do whatever it takes. And so in farming, the idea is that they, they geographically, that is their area. There's kind of a fence around that area, and all the listings that are in there, unless it's a, a sphere listing, goes through that goes to that agent. Um, the buyer leads still go into the round robin system in Boomtown, um, but if it's a direct, like if they want to list and buy, that agent handles the whole transaction. Wow. And how do you train them? How do you train? Like I've done the same thing, obviously stepped out of production in, and, and given away the listing. And there's a lot of training in a listing appointment in that, that one hour, right? That they get with the seller. What do you do to ensure they don't mess that up? Well, like I said, Corey spent six months of, of live training, going to the appointments, transitioning from me leading it to him leading it. Um, and my brother, after all these years, when I was doing all the listings, he had to step in all the time if I was out of town, you know, training, vacation. So he trains the other nine. So he does. Um, I mean, it's interesting because we, we all really are pretty uniform in speaking the same language. I mean, the appointments are the appointments, right? There's only so many objections and you hear them enough live 
Um, you just you, you get good at it. We have a listing presentation book. We have a pre-listing presentation. Um, you know, we send the CMA over. So really, the listing presentations have come way down from the marathon presentations I used to do. You know, two to three hours. So you send everything out. over ahead of time, including yeah, okay. the price. Um, not price, no. Um, we send them over. You know, you our send them listing. comps so they can kind of come up with yep. it on their own, which yep. they're gonna they can do online anyways. Uh, which I think is smart. I think, you know, we're, we're foolish not to believe that the seller hasn't already looked on Zillow and hasn't even already looked on their tax record. So why not send them pretty much everything, uh, maybe except for the price, because then, you know, you don't want them to cancel because some dude, get, you know, gave a higher price well, uh, or he gave the wrong really price. Them, I really can't give them a price. I mean, Zillow and others can give them inaccurate stuff, but I have to go see the house to really give them value. Now, whether that's true 100% of the time or not, because sometimes what I think it's going to be is what it is when I get there, just, you know, especially in a, in a track community. But, you know, people are emotional about their house and you have to understand that emotion. And so seeing it and then now I could give them a range if they wanted, like, what do you think? But I usually just ask the question that I didn't used to ask until probably four or five years ago is, well, you know, what do you think the home is worth? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, and people always think they're going to go, well, no, that's what you're supposed to tell me. And, and, yep. and that comes up once in a while, but it's not nearly as much as I thought it would be. And I just go, oh, no, I already have mine written down in black and white. I'll show you that. I'm just asking because sometimes... You know, you hear it from neighbors. People go online, um, and I just give them of, of where you're coming they from. They know. So I know yeah. how to tailor our conversation, and and that way, when I get there, you know, we're extremely efficient in the appointment because we ask them, "Hey, here's a little bit about us. Take the time to review it. Here's a quick CMA, please." Plus, this way, we're not going to spend a bunch of money on printing it. Um, and so we just email it to them, and then when we get there, we kind of have a canned presentation book in case that they want to go through that, but rarely do they. Because um, in marketing, keep in mind, they've called you. You haven't called them. And so there's already this expectation that, you know, you're kind of in a little bit. And then you just walk through, hey, let me walk through the house, see it through the eyes of, an, uh, eyes of a buyer, um, sit back down at the table. You know, did you guys have any questions on, you know, on, on our team or a president? They always go, oh, no, no. And most of them never looked at it anyway. I'm pretty sure that. But, you know, once you've kind of built, like you have it, that's just the key. And then you kind of go over, you know, the comparables and things, you, the opportunities to improve, increase value. Um, and 45 minutes, you know, should be in and out of there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's wrap this up, Kenny, with, with some advice on pe for people that are listening that want to emulate you. Um, but let's stay away from, you know, the cliches of, of, of things that we already know, which are, you know, consistency and don't give up and, and, you know, it takes time. I think everybody knows that, but what exactly should an agent do if they want to build a farm like you've built from day one? Like what, what, what do they do on the first day, the first year? G give us some meat and potatoes here. Well, and, and again, I know you don't want to hear this, but uh, um, consistency is the key. And, and even though you said people hear it, they don't always listen and they don't take action on that. So it sounds good in theory, but they don't have a plan to be consistent. So uh, I would start with, you know, what is your marketing budget? Do you have $1,000 you could put towards, you know, geographic farming? Did you? 
Oh yeah, I put away twelve thousand dollars to start, even though I was working at FedEx and I didn't really have the money to. Okay, do it. so I that's that. That would be our advice today on the show. Oh, I, get I mean, get you, ten G's or get twenty well, because G's. Everybody wants to know how big should my farm be. Yeah, it's kind of like going, how much house do you qualify for? You know, well, I qualify right. for four fifty. Well, so let's say they do the same thing you did, which was get twelve thousand bucks. What do they do with that twelve grand? Well, so you just set that aside and you figure out, okay, for a thousand dollars, how many homes can I mail to? By the way, with EDDM now through the post office. You know, you're down at 17 cents for postage. You get something printed for, you know, maybe as little as 20 to 30 cents, depending on volume. And then you go pick an area that, you know, you want to farm. And you go on the, you know, USPS website. You look, you click on those routes. Okay, that postage is going to equal X. Um, I know my printing now because I, I had a printer look at this. And for $1,000 or $900 or $1,200, whatever your budget is, or maybe you get a lender to do a little something and, you know, cut some costs so you can do more. And then that tells you how big your farm is. Then you go into that farm area and you make sure it makes business sense. Not with your heart, but it makes business sense. So you're looking at turnover rates. You know, is there at least, you know, four and a half, five percent turnover rate or more? What's the average sales price? Because keep in mind, this is where you're building a business forever. This is a business that you plan on retiring with or selling someday. Um, so you have to look at all those factors to make sure does it make sense to set up shop. Is there a dominant agent, meaning does someone have 15%, even maybe even 10, 12% market share, depending on, on the size of the farm, and really decide does this make sense. Living in or very near to me is critical because you, you, you're in tune with what's happening in that area. Um, but it really comes down to that budget. You know, how much can you afford to spend? Then pick a geographic area based on that then does the area provide that kind of return and then design something and get after it and you know it's not going to happen overnight you're going to quit at month three or four that's the majority of our industry I see it all the time can you get to month six and seven you know I went I got a listing my very first month and I went seven months without another listing mm. I took three in month seven and I don't remember taking really less than that since then you know as far as uh, always taking listings, but I didn't track it back in 01 because I didn't know that you know I'd be honored to be on the Pat you know Ivan show someday. And so <laughs> I didn't uh, you know I didn't track all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I can just tell you when people meet me, they're like, "Holy cow, this guy can do it. Anybody can do yeah. it." Cause, <laughs> you know, it's not, good, 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 good. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I, I think the I think the most brilliant thing you said was. You know, that you started with $12,000. That's where people, you know, everybody wants a free lunch. And at the end of the day, we're, we're business people. So what yep. Kenny did is he said, okay, this is a business and this is 2001. So let's go with inflation. I'm going to say 20 grand, right? You, if you want to do what he's doing, you need at least 20,000 bucks. Now get $20,000, whether you borrow it or you put it in cash. And then you set out and, and be strategic. What's your average sale price, Kenny? Uh, two, we're at 225 right okay, now. Okay, 225. So, you know, get get an average sale price where you can calculate your commission of being five grand a house or more, I would say, and mm -hmm. and use that as a model. And, 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 and the more, the better, right? If you can, if you can pick a zip code where your prices are higher, then that's only logical, right? And well, then, the thing is about higher pricing, you just have to look at turnover and, and you know, the data because we've got million dollar houses, you know, five miles from our farm or maybe even less, but the turnover is, you know, 18 months or, I mean, it's just, there's not enough of it. Whereas you get into a high dense where there's a lot of sales, right. you have a lot more opportunity. Transactions. 
Well, then you can grow into those areas too. By the way, you know you can. You and can the markets and the markets. The markets are better for you, meaning like as uh, soon as the markets get slow, you know, the high end is what gets sits crushed there, immediately. Right. Yep. It sits forever and your whole business model is screwed. Well, keep in mind too, once you build a farm and you build that audience, this is really what you're doing. When the market shifts, like when ours went from traditional to short sale, guess what? We already had an audience. We just changed the message in our newsletter and we started wow. doing avoid foreclosure, know your options. And now we're teaching, we started a, a program called roadbackhome.com and it's how do we get people on the road back home. And so now we're teaching those classes, which is a lot more fun to teach. And you already have the, the vehicle to get the message out because they're already reading your newsletter. Yeah, that's awesome. And the cool part about having an eight-page newsletter is you can have multiple messages, right? So you're not sending out a foreclosure, avoid foreclosure newsletter. That's just one page or a half a page of eight pages. And the, the rest of the people that are have good equity aren't offended by that. That's just, you know, that's just something in the news. Well, and I would warn people on the eight page because it is a lot of work because a month comes around really quick. Like you just get one out, you're like, Phew, and then all of a sudden the next one's almost due to go to print. Um, I think the four pager or, you know, you know, or even the farming light where it's more real estate statistics, uh, but you're lasering in that you are the local market expert. You know, one of the things with NAR, when they look at you know, what the consumer wants, this isn't my opinion or, or Pat, your opinion, this is NAR's from consumers, was 93% want an agent with local market knowledge and 77% want local area knowledge. Yeah. And yet 37% cared about our tech skills. And so, you know, we created... <laughs> Well, and it's the truth. And so we created our own little designation called CLME.com, which was Certified Local Market Expert, because I wanted something when I went to the kitchen table, I could actually say, yeah, I'm a certified local market expert. <laughs> I love it. I, knew, I love it. I knew that's what they wanted to hear, that you are the local market guy. <laughs> and I'll tell you, look at Zillow now. Look at the areas that you're in. They are tracking reviews oh, in, yeah. in that zip code and sales in that area. And I will tell you, a lot of listings we're getting. We're number one in the city of Mesa, which is the fourth largest. We're, we're landslide number one in, in several of the zip codes, even though we don't even farm them. But that's what's leading us to farm in certain areas, to be honest, is we, we, we want to continue to build. But you really have to get those testimonials. If you're getting onesies, twosies all over the place, they're not really building. And consumers are looking there. That's kind of your resume now is Zillow. That's awesome. And for people that are listening, they're thinking in their heads, um, oh, well, someone's already got that neighborhood wrapped up or someone's already got that zip code wrapped up. Were there agents that, quote unquote, owned these neighborhoods and these zip codes in 2000? Yeah, it's, it's funny. There was two in my area. Um, one, I ended up selling his house. Actually, I had the buyer for his house uh, when it went to foreclosure. And then the other one is, uh, wow. is no, longer, no longer in the business, still lives in the community. <laughs> but my point was that because they just did crap and they sent out crap and the one guy ended up going to a newspaper thing, but it was this huge newspaper, which by the way, there's already newspapers out there and they have, there's less of those now, but the articles had nothing to do with the community and after a couple articles, I mean a couple times it went out, people went, This is just marketing for him. It's crap. There's no there's no article about the local school, you know, the kid that's got drafted to ASU or the kid that you know, or you know, nothing hyper local. Whereas 
you know, think about what you look at. Do you care about, yeah. you know, national? No, you, you do. You don't. Any- yeah, you don't. You, you could not even have a kid in high school, but it's interesting when the local high school wins the championship yep. or wins a game. Or there's you know, garage the- sales community. You post that stuff. I mean, you know, again, that is an extreme level of farming. And I'm finding a lot of people don't want to go to that level. And I understand it is a lot of work. I can only tell you if you came out to Arizona and you toured my office and you met with me and met with my team, you'd go, wow, yep, we should be able to duplicate that because they're not that special. They're just consistent. They're authentic. But I will tell you, anything that you can do to be consistent in an area with your brand, and I don't care what company you work for, you know, the the benefit of with Keller Williams for us is that they want KW as small as possible. They don't care about that piece. It's your brand. People do local business with local realtors. They want, so it's the Kenny Klaus team, by the way, with Keller, and even when I switched from Remax, I was scared because I thought the balloon was on everything. Nobody even seemed to notice or care. They don't. They don't. You could be thought, on. They could be on your own. I mean, I, I remember, I remember when, I, when, I, when I went independent. I remember uh, I sold a, a big house, like a million and a half dollar house, and the guy came in my office and he's like, he's like, damn, we did this whole transaction. It's been like six months with you, and I just now realized by looking up on the logo on the wall that you're an independent company. And I was like, yeah, well, that's great. That's how it should be, you know. And And that's my point is your logo, your brand. And and again, if you don't have those things, you need to start thinking about having your own, you know, brand or logo. Um, And the debate is out whether you brand under a name or under your personal name. I mean, you can argue that either way. Um, I just know it's worked for me. And I still think people like to identify with no, they want the local guy. They want the local insurance guy. They want the the local, you know, accountant. They want people like supporting local businesses. You want to help out. America is built on helping out the underdog, and not by uh, you know a handout, but a hand up. You know, by helping by shopping there. You know, what I mean, right. He's rewarding him for working hard. Right. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Well, listen, this has been a great show. What I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna put Kenny's uh, community website on hybendigital.com backslash Kenny Klaus, and I'm gonna put also. Let me here. Let me ask you for permission. Would you send me one of your newsletters? It could even be an old one, just so our listeners could take a look at it. Yeah. Um, if if uh, remind me or shoot me what email you yeah, want. Yeah, I'll to, shoot it. I'll, I'll shoot, shoot you an over. email. You could yeah. And so we'll guys, so Kenny's generous enough. I'm gonna put uh, one of his newsletters up. You want to take a look at this eight page thing and and see what it looks like and get some ideas. Hybendigital.com. So um, Kenny, thanks again. I wish you the best of luck. Listen, if I'm in Mesa, Arizona, I will definitely look you up and we can break some bread and everybody listening if you have referrals for mesa arizona or surrounding areas you know the guy you heard him yep let us know and just one last quick thing on on that and this isn't meant to be sales pat it's just clme.com we go into an hour webinar on the newsletter specifics why we do what we do where it is there's samples there's samples of our business model listing presentation uh, we go in depth on farming, on running the route, all that. Um, use KK150, takes 150 bucks off, so it's like 350 bucks, and it's a lot of good content. I wouldn't put my name on it if I if I didn't. 
um, and we have money back. I'm not trying to. I mean, I just what I don't want is 50 million Facebook messages and emails. I love it. I just <laughs> my, well, my high eye comes out, and I want to yeah, take sure. it to everybody. Yeah. But the reality of it is, you go through the class, you learn the foundation, then let's talk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You already have a lot of the questions. Answered. I know because a lot of people, you know, they want to learn about it, but they don't implement it. So, so and they don't want to invest in their own business. And and you said it earlier, and I think that's the key is, you know, you are a business owner you have to invest and educate and continue to grow you're, you're your number one asset so your personal growth you know your world your business can only grow to the extent you do so that's the that's the critical piece to to uh, future success and guys if you do, if you're driving in your car and didn't catch that Kenny just give me that link too and I'll put it on hybendigital.com backslash Kenny Klaus and um, and you could go in there and I'll even put the uh, code name on there yep. too if you didn't write that down so you guys can just uh, look at it on there and type it in and uh, get you 150 bucks off. For sure. All right, so Kenny. I, thanks again, brother. All right. Shoot me that email. I'll get you that, that information. And I appreciate, again, the opportunity to share with uh, with your great group of, uh, of, of followers. So I do appreciate it sincerely. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Pat Hyben interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Please don't forget that if you go to hybendigital.com, we have tons and tons of resources that you could use for free to help you make more commissions selling real estate. Every episode is on there, over 350, and there's a search bar that you could just type in the name of the episode, the number of the episode, or any category or keyword that you want, like FISBOs, expireds, expansion teams, buyer agents, whatever. And episodes will come up that match that. Another thing you could really help me out with is you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. The more reviews I get, the higher in the rankings I climb, and the better guests I'll be able to get for your listening pleasure. Thanks again so much for listening. And don't forget, every episode, write down two or three things and put them to work. Make them part of your goal setting and make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. We're on Twitter, at Pat Hyben. We're on Instagram, Real Estate Rockstar Podcast. And we're all over Facebook on Six Steps to Seven Figures and Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. And don't forget, if you want to hear more of me, my awesome book that is a New York Times bestseller, Six Steps to Seven Figures, is now out on audio. Just go to audible.com, type in Pat Hyben or Six Steps to Seven Figures, and you can listen to it. And of course, the paperback and ebooks are also available now at excellent prices. Have a great day, and don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.